Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the huddle, hour number two. It's 11.08 on Sunday morning. If you missed any of our first hour today, we've got a great conversation with Dane Mizutani about the Vikings camp coming up, the preseason game number one this week uh, against Seattle. Make sure you check that out. It is on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. It'll be up in just a little bit. Uh, the Minnesota Twins beat the Diamondbacks last night, just pounced the Diamondbacks, as they should. Uh, 12 to 1. Big night for Ryan Jeffers. Good night for Kenta Maeda, who was solid over six. But the big story last night Joe Maurer going into the Twins Hall of Fame. Um, for those of you, uh, come on, are there really kids out there who don't know Joe Maurer's career? I mean, he, he, Joe Maurer had an incredible career. Joe Maurer, uh, arguably one of the best Twins catchers of all time. I always remember about Joe Maurer, and, and to me, he was one of the first, Pete, to have to deal with that pressure, at least first of my generation, mm -hmm. to have to really deal with that pressure of being a Minnesota-born athlete in a star position on a Minnesota sports team. And, and Maurer, coming out of Creighton-Durham Hall, decides not to uh, go to Florida State and play football. Instead, he plays baseball, drafted by the Twins, stays with him the whole time, obviously had a phenomenal career. I'm tr I was trying to think last night. Uh, after him, you know, we had Zach Parisi and, and Ryan Suter to a degree. Um, there were others, I think, you know, maybe on the football side of the Vikings. But but is there, was there another athlete that you can remember <laughs> that played with as much pressure of being a local kid as Joe Maurer did? I can't even imagine it. Uh, yeah. I, I, and the expectations were so high because he had already reached such unbelievable levels, even in high school. You know, a, a friend of mine was the offensive line coach for Creighton Durham Hall when uh, when Joe was there. And you, you can't say enough about who he was as a high school athlete. And then all of a yeah. sudden he jumps in with the, with the Minnesota Twins after deciding, you know what? Uh, do I want to be a quarterback at Florida state or do I want to do this? And he, he made his decision. But you know, when you look at the guy, he's the only guy ever that was selected as, as the USA player of the year in two different sports. I mean, think about yep. that for a minute. You got him in football. You have him in baseball. The guy is at the pinnacle of it all. He, I mean, what did he have one strikeout in his entire high school career? Yes, yep. And and the guy who struck him out, I think, brought the ball out last night for for the ceremonial first. How great pitch, is which that? Is great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. great. But you know, you you see you see all of the success that he had early on. I think that's great, but it also probably added to the pressure that he must have yeah. felt as a twin. And yet, 
he stepped up to the plate like you know like a man and did it mm-hmm. and was amazing and even though he had to switch positions over time you know being a 65 catcher has got to be brutal i mean mm-hmm. i know that most of the problems he had you know were with concussions but it's got to be brutal on your knees too right i mean yeah. all of that so I, I just looked at Joe all the time. I didn't know him very well. I heard about him. I, everybody that I ever spoke with who was around him just said, look, uh, this guy's a winner, and he can do it in any sport, and he'll he'll pick up something and be as good as anybody in that in that sport. Yeah. And it's it's just amazing, the career that he had even before the career he had as a, as a Major League Baseball player. Just unbelievable. I think unfairly some people remember – Mowers the, the the back half of his career yeah. as his whole career right and and that was not, that's not fair he you know they remember the bilateral leg weakness they remember the the giant contract that the twins gave him and and the twins had no choice I remember that I remember talking to Ron Gardenhire yeah. and and he's doing interviews and he's basically saying we're asking Joe listen what do you want Minneapolis or St Paul you can have either one just stay you know and, and and there was all sorts of, of rumors of or, or you know thoughts about well did he turn down deals from New York or Boston uh, that paid him more money but he didn't want that life he wanted to stay here and and was the contract worth it they give him a huge deal after you know 2010 that that paid him you know a, ma- a massive amount of money and paid him for what he had done up to that point and then eventually after that he he switches positions goes to first base DH he's no longer a catcher. He was one of, if at the time of his uh, of playing, one of the best game callers. I mean, simply mm-hmm. being able to tell a pitcher, okay, this guy does this. Okay, here we're going to throw this pitch here. You're going to throw this pitch here. He called an excellent game, and I don't think people understand or give him credit for just how good he was at that. Yeah. Um, he he could call a game better better than anybody, and and statistically. You know, there's going to be a conversation now. They, they've been having it for a while. He's now in the Twins Hall of Fame, and he's going to be up here. I think this year, Charlie, you're way more of a baseball mind than me, but I think this year he would be up for baseball Hall of Fame status. Uh, this right? upcoming, yeah, I believe this, this upcoming In 2024. Year. And now the question becomes, is, is he a first ballot? Um, and I, as much as I love Joe, and I do love Joe, and I think his statistics are – you know, put him up there. I do think he is a Hall of Famer. I don't think there's any question about it, right? If you if you put him up against some of the greats, uh, his batting average alone is better than a majority uh, of the top ten catchers of all time who are already in in the league. Switching to first base hurt his numbers. It hurt his career. But si- but I think he simply he could have made it in as a catcher alone before he ever switched. His numbers were incredible. I don't know if he's first ballot. It might take him a, a ballot or two. Uh, I don't think it's fair, but I think that might be the way it is where they say, well, some other people might have to get in before him. I don't necessarily know who would that be. The baseball writers are a fickle group, Pete. Like, you know, they have, they have <laughs> lots of feelings on things. Uh, but Joe was always great with the media, which I don't think hurts him. And I no. think when it comes down to it, it may help him get in uh, if it is this first time or second time. And his longevity and what he was able to do. And was he still great in the last four or five years? Uh, He was still really good. Uh, It's not like he slumped and he suddenly just fell off the earth. I mean, I think the guy, uh, you know, just as a career, if you look at it that way, uh, absolutely extraordinary. And and I'll tell you, uh, I can can tell you right now, 
the Minnesota fans would have been so angry because I know a lot of them were angry. They say, well, yes. we gave him all this money and look at what he's done or whatever. How angry would they have been had he gone to the New York Yankees? And, Furious. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, he would have been the guy that's going to hit the home run at target field for the Yankees yep. to put them to the next level, you know, and all those kinds of things. And then they, they, they would just absolutely have that hatred that they have for any Minnesotan who comes back to take it, yep. take it from us. So, you know, we all know that it was a long career. Uh, the, the guy really, I mean, everything that you look at, it, he was, he was extremely consistent. And was he still as good as he was, you know, early on that got him the contract? Probably not. But that, mm-hmm. that happens to almost all of these guys. They slip a little bit, but it's not right, like he right. fell off a cliff. <laughs> you know, he was right. he was still batting well. He was still doing a lot of things at a really high level. It's not, you know, it, it's funny how it's presented to us by a lot of people that, God, they got them got him the contract and he, and he and he and he completely did nothing. And it's like, that's really not true. <laughs> that's not true no. at all. Not at all. He he was still. I mean, in 2017, he only played 141 games, but he still bat over 300. Yeah. He was over 300 for his career <laughs> yeah. of 15 ga- 15 seasons. He hit over 300 in his career, which which is incredible. Charlie, you are a baseball guy, and I know you are. I don't think there's any question that he's Hall of Fame material. Do you think he gets in on the first try? Yeah, it's it's going to be. I think it'll be close. Um, the the catcher thing really does go a long way with the writers. Yes. Um, just the, the being being a catcher for that long and putting up the numbers he did. If he was a catcher his whole career, it would be no doubt he was a Hall of Famer. But you do look at you know the batting champ thing, right? The only catcher to win a batting champ, he did it three times. He did get an MVP award in two thousand nine yep. postseason. You know, unless you are incredible in the postseason, I don't think that's as big of a thing. I think it's going to be very close. Uh, I would not want to put money on it is what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. it's going to be close either way, and I think that he does get in eventually, of course, and that very well might be first ballot, but I'm not betting on it. It's interesting. And and for his, you know, to his credit, um, he did all that, and we, we've touched on this, but but the pressure that, that he had. Um, and, they, you know, you said it, Pete. Had he left... And there, there was no way. The, the Twins were not going to let him go. They just weren't. And he, he could have gotten more money. I, I don't think there's any question. Oh. When he got that, that, you know, that giant contract in 2010, he could have gotten more money elsewhere. Um, so to his credit, not only did he stay here where there was more pressure, he, didn't, he took less money to do so because it was what the Twins could pay, I think. That's my opinion. I think he could have gotten more money elsewhere. At the time, you know, not 09-10, he was one, thought of to be one of the best catchers in the game, not named Ivan Rodriguez, I think, at that point, um, who, who's, an all, you know, who's a Hall of Famer in his own right. And so I think that, you know, you, you look at all of that and you look at how difficult it was for him to do it and to deal with all of the injuries he had over his career and he always he never got in trouble i mean the guy and that it don't kid yourself that plays into it when it comes to baseball writers that (laughs) plays into it that's why some of these guys aren't in yet who should be Mm -hmm. that plays into it it does so the fact that he was he was good to them is one of the reasons why i do think he'll go in if i was gonna bet money Looking at the class, I think he gets in first ballot. 
but I'd also probably wouldn't bet a ton. So be interesting to see what happens. The consistency still, Dave, for me is is yeah. what I loved about him too. Because you know, yep. did he? It didn't really move. The, the The dial didn't go all over the place. He is a six time no. all star. All star. He did everything that you would have wanted, and I can tell you firsthand, the, the Yankees would have given him a significantly different amount of yes. money than the Twins. Yep. So and, and Joe too. knew it. Yeah, and the Sox. Yeah. yeah. So You're it, right. He he was true to his Minnesota roots and the Minnesota twins. I, I always enjoyed covering Joe and talking to Joe. And um, he's a great athlete. If you haven't know, if you didn't know this, he can also skate and play hockey. If anyone <laughs> saw him uh, a couple of weeks ago at the, the game, the wild put on the alumni game. Um, and I have skated with him before. He's not bad. He's incredibly imposing. I, yes. I mean, let me tell you that guy on skates. I'm like, Oh boy, I'm going the other way. Because <laughs> he he is a large he's a large fellow, great athlete. Uh, what do you think out there? Give us a call. Let us know on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line six five one four six one nine two two six. Is Joe Mallow Joe Mauer a first ballot Hall of Famer? Should he be? I don't think we're going to argue that he should be in. Because I if you think he's not going to get in, I'd be curious to hear you argument because I probably disagree. But if you but what do you think? Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Six five one four six one nine two two six we'll take a quick break come back we're going to talk about the explosion of conferences how big they're getting in college football is this good for college football is it bad for college football and what is going to be of some of the teams out west as uh, the pack pack 12 now starts to shrink greatly take a quick break and we'll come back you're listening to 830 wccl welcome back to the huddle Let's continue the Joe Maurer conversation. We have Pete, not our Pete, a different Pete on the line. Pete, do you think Joe Maurer is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Do you think he makes the Hall of Fame? Do you think he's a first ballot? You know, honestly, I don't know because I I haven't looked at his stats compared to the guys who are already in the Hall of Fame. But it sounds like you have, so and you do think so. So, um, you know, I don't know. I but I called to, to talk about, you know, the people who turned on him, like in the, oh, you know, 2015, 2016. And yep. I just think that's, you know, very short-sighted on their part because I was, I've been a, a baseball fan for 50 years. Okay. I yep. love baseball. But here's the thing, <laughs> and I love the Twins. When, in 2010, when they were making the decision to sign him to a long-term contract, Everybody, I mean everybody, me included, said we've got to get this done. They're going into that new yep. ballpark. He's the hometown hero. He just came off a phenomenal year at Metrodome where he hit all these home runs. He's a catcher on top of that. Uh, you know, there wasn't one person who didn't say they got to do it. And so they did it. And now things don't go the way everybody wanted it to, which is typical in life. And so and six, seven years later, oh, that was a dumb move, and they wasted that money, and he's, yeah. he's just, you know, I mean, I just think that's, uh, you know, people have got to reexamine where they were when they did it, you know. And so the, yep. the poll ads did it. Now they're like, they shouldn't have done it. I, just, I hate that. But, uh, you know, no, he, 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 and you're right. He, he was a totally class act. You never, yep. you never heard of him getting in any, any trouble or there, there weren't any problems. So, you know, good for him. Pete, thanks for the call, you, and, and I, I appreciate it, Pete, calling us on the uh, on the uh, Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. You can keep them coming. We'll, uh, we can keep talking about Joe uh, throughout the morning here. 
Pete makes a great point, though, R. Pete, uh, that <laughs> the timing of when his deal came up in 2010, that they were opening a new ballpark, which which was a lot of money, and and it was a big deal. And the idea that they wouldn't have their superstar hometown kid in in that ballpark. Could you imagine the revolt that would have happened? Because he's right. Everybody. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Buddy said you had to sign Joe Maurer. Whatever he needed. You had the manager saying, whatever it takes, keep this kid on our roster. Could you imagine what it would have been like? If he had said, if they had said, listen, we we can't match what Boston's given you, and he's gone. By the way, uh, let's go to Target Field, and your catcher this year is, I don't even know. <laughs> who, who get? Now they had other guys on the roster. You know that 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 roster was probably one of the better Twins rosters we've had in a while. Um, but could you imagine what it would have been like if they didn't re-sign him going into that new ballpark? Yeah, you had the new ballpark, but you also, 2009 was his MVP season as well. And yes, had, great point. Yep. 28 first place votes. Great point. So you decide to, to not sign him, allow the Yankees to get him. They win a few more championships. He individually likely is part of the reason they beat us for some reason or another. And, yep. and, and can you imagine? I mean, uh, the... There is no win there. <laughs> there is this no win not sign. You had to sign him. And yeah. and he took a little less money than he could have gotten. So, you know, both sides, I think, won on that. And I still still view it as he still put up numbers. Yeah, we were talking yes. about that already, but he still put up numbers. People act like he fell off a cliff, and he didn't. <laughs> you know, so that, he also, that part's the other. Yeah, And he also put butts in seats yep. and moved merchandise, which you and I have talked about at length. Uh, in our time together, Pete, that that's just that's just as much and just as important uh, as wins and losses at times. Uh, we have a great, very good text here to the City Zone Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226, uh, ripping me. I can't believe you talked about hometown hero athletes who dealt with a lot of pressure and failed to mention Lindsey Whalen. Great, great point. Um, Timing-wise... Uh, boy, I'm going to blank on this one. I think Maurer 
was unless he's t- now if you're talking about her as a gopher or if you're talking about her as a member of the Minnesota Lynx, either way, or as a coach for that matter, mm-hmm. another homegrown athlete. I- I'm thinking timing wise, Maurer came before Lindsey Whalen with the Lynx. Um, but I certainly could be wrong. Uh, but yes, a- again, like very a-, a lot of pressure. Well, Pete. You were, I mean, to play for the Vikings after, or to play for the Gophers, being, even though you were a Southern Cal kid, you spent some time here, there's pressure being here, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Everybody's looking at you trying to figure out, all right, we were, this guy's going to do exactly like he did in this case and everything. And it's, yeah, there's a little bit of added pressure there, I I, th- I think, for, for any of the athletes. And, you know, we haven't had a lot of gophers though uh with the vikings for whatever reason yeah. they you know i swear to you the a couple of years ago i was looking and i was thinking all right we're going to finally take a couple of these kids and we didn't and they've done very very well as a matter of fact uh, our safety down in tampa just seems to get better every single year um and his dad with his lineage was a was a viking and, a, and all the rest of it but we didn't we didn't go after him and we had the opportunity to but maybe maybe the pressure would have been a little bit more and maybe that would be something of a factor i, I you know none of us know the answer to that one but i'll tell you there are some great players yeah right now in the NFL and you brought it up there's probably more Antoine Winfield being one of the one of the better for sure Another but one. we've got yep. some good linebackers in the NFL we've got some good offensive linemen in the NFL but you look at the Gopher roster uh we'll see at the end of camp if any of the guys stick but there aren't a lot of Gophers on the Vikings so we mm-hmm. they they haven't had to feel that pressure too much here Lindsey Whalen acquired by the Lynx in 2010 so so almost the same time period uh, although Maurer's, you know, Maurer's career leading up to that, uh, you know, it was leading up to 2010, but so, they both came in in 2010. Yeah, Charlie. The, well, they both came into the league uh, in 2004. So Maurer's right. uh, first major league season and Lindsey Whalen drafted by the Connecticut Sun in 2004. Yes. Yes. Let's go to the phone. City's on Plumbing Talking Text Line, 651-461-9226. Wally's on the line. Wally, you think uh, Joe Maurer is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, debatable, but he could be, but he's definitely going to be in a Hall of Fame. We know that. Yeah. My comment is his staying in Minnesota when there was other bidders, the Yankees or the Red Sox. And I kind of equate that to when Kent Herbeck, and what was it, about 85, I read, mm-hmm. where the White Sox offered him $3 million and the Twins a million and a half, and he said, hey, I'm from Minnesota. I'm staying here. <laughs> of course, he lived right there where Killaroo Drive is. Yeah. But um, – and and today, I think that uh, if Herbeck run for mayor or governor, he'd probably get it. He's so popular. <laughs> on the flip side, on the flip side, after the '91 World Series, Jack Morris had the same situation. He he could have been a hero in Minnesota. What did he do? He sold out to the highest bidder, went to Toronto for another million or two. That's a, two different characters there. But uh, and I'm glad that Joe Maurer did what he did and. Uh, I've always admired him, the way he carried himself and conducted himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Wally. Appreciate well, the uh, the insight. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, Go ahead. By the way, uh, this is baseball season. A little more baseball and less gophers and Vikings, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is you know the start what? of it, though, Wally. <laughs> This is this is the start, and if we need some consistency out of the twins, we'll we'll keep chatting about that. Uh, we are we are behind here. We got to take a quick break, and we'll come back. Let's talk some college football. We have Steve on the line. Steve, stay on the line with us. We'll get right to your call next. Face talk a little... right away, Dave. 
What's that? <laughs> Just throwing it in Wally's I know, right? face Sorry. right away. <laughs> Wally, okay. Wally, don't turn off the radio. Steve, don't hang up the phone. We'll talk college football, and then we'll talk twins later. We, we will We will continue it. But we got to take a break. We're behind. We got to pay the bills. We'll take a quick break and come back. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to The Huddle. We're going to go to the City Zone Plumbing Talk and text line here. We have Steve on the line. So we're going to talk about some college football uh, in this segment, actually, some of the restructuring of conferences. But Steve's waited patiently. Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Sunshine Pete. How's life treating you? <laughs> it's doing great, man. Thanks. <laughs> Hey, let, 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 let's go through the schedule real quick, you and I, okay? We're going to do win or loss, and then at the end we're going to see what we come up with for the oh, regular season final win total for the Gophers. Does that make sense? Oh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. It okay, does. let's yeah. go. I'll Number just hang one, back Nebraska. and relax. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think I think Nebraska is going to be a tricky tricky game, but you're at home, so I got a W with that. What do you have? I'm with you on that, yep. Okay, uh, Eastern Michigan, we both have wins there, right? Yep, we do. At North Carolina, I have a loss. What does Pete have to say? Uh, we might get drubbed in that game. That quarterback is, the, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the country. So, yeah, I think we have a Peter trouble, trouble there. Yeah. You, got, you got it. Okay, at Northwestern, I have a win. What does Pete have? That, that's a win. That's a win. That's easy. Okay. Uh, Louisiana, we both have wins, right? We got wins, but it, you know what? We, those games get tricky. <laughs> because well, we, just we, we back at 2019 those first three games none of those were a joke right right i was gonna say those those games are viewed differently by people for sure <laughs> okay michigan at home i don't see them beating harbaugh this year no they are loaded so you're okay, right there. you got a loss there we go at the hawks they haven't won since 99 and if you think tanner morgan had some pressure on him at the end of that 2019 game where he got knocked out and then Moe's grandson came in and threw a pick. Yep. Just wait till they get after the skinny uh, Greek kid. I've got that as a loss for the Gophers. I'm with you on that one as well. <laughs> we're, okay. we're together on these uh, things, man. <laughs> Michigan State at home, I have a W for Fleck. I think we stumble. So uh, that one we disagree on. I think that's a loss. Okay. Uh, Illinois at home, Belam is 8-0 against Fleck. With this, those he, two defensive tackles they have, I think he's going to be 9-0 and against Fleck. He is loaded, even though he put four or five guys in the NFL that went through the draft this year. They were great on the secondary, so that would be the one concern. But um, he is a great coach. He was a great coach at Wisconsin. I think he's there. You, you, you got the Gophers at a win or loss there? I have Illinois as the winner. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, at Purdue, I think we both have a win for the Gophers there. Yep. Absolutely, a win there. Okay, at the shoe, I don't even think we need to say. We both have a loss there. Yeah, that's a tough place to play, and they uh, Ohio State is going to be great, so yes. Yeah, even with a quarterback that's pretty untested, right? Yep, but they always okay. are. Okay, and then, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's true. They just they reload five stars, yep. you know, a, mm-hmm. a big quarterback room. And then finally, Pete, we have Wisconsin at home. I've got a I've got a loss. I think you're going to have a win on that. I have, I'm going to go with the win, even though I love the coach. I think Fickle's unbelievable, uh, but I think that's just one of those games where we're at home, so that's why we win. Here's the shocking part of that. I've got the Gophers going seven and five. Although you know the Brian Burns and and the uh, Daniel Houses probably have them going eight and four, nine and nine and three. 
you have mm-hmm. them going six and six. Yes. Now, I, you know what? <laughs> I credit you for taking a look at the schedule, knowing you've got an you know, inexperienced quarterback with maybe four or five starts. And the one position that you and I talked about last year, position group, that Fleck has never developed other than Mafu to a point where they can really put pressure late in the game against legitimate teams, mm-hmm. that's the defensive line. I know he's high on it this year. But, you know, proof will be in the pudding. I really appreciate you being candid about this. I got him going 7-5. and five. You got him going 6-6. Six and six. They'll make another bowl. They'll play another bad team. They'll win that bowl game. But at the end of the day, with Oregon and Washington coming in, yeah. his prediction in his first press conference of winning championships, uh, I don't see that any time soon, my friend. They got a little bit more difficult. Those are great teams. Oregon specifically is just every year great. Well, in Washington, now they're in the Big Ten, a little more exposure. They're no mm-hmm. joke either. Hey, Pete, have your, you guys have yourself a good Sunday. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Steve, ladies and gentlemen. Let, let's Steve? book him as a guest. Can we book him as a guest next time? He's Maybe got a radio he voice, him. doesn't he? He Dave? does have a great radio voice. <laughs> I really noticed does. that. Yeah. Um, and I hope that we get to play the pinstripe bowl for a, what is it, the third time. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> hope they don't. Hey, you know what, Pete? You guys touched on this at the end there, and I and I, I wanted to chat really quick on your thoughts about Oregon and Washington is jo- are joining the Big Ten, mm-hmm. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah jumping to the Big Twelve. The Pac twelve is ugh. four. Uh, <laughs> the Pac four, and, yeah. and I mean, how does this conference? I've heard everything from they're gonna they might join the mount. Some of these schools might join the Mountain West to some mm-hmm. of these schools might drop sports altogether. This yeah. money grab right now is crazy. It is. It, it, it's amazing. And it, it would be sad. Uh, and I have a Cal, a lot of Cal. As a matter of fact, my dad played there. I had two brothers play there. His brothers played there. Uh, I committed to Cal before I uh, stepped back and then ended up going to the University of Minnesota. So I have a lot of ties there. I got to tell you, uh, what I don't understand is this, Dave. Just let me ask you this. So You've got all this going on with the Big 12, the Big 10, the SEC, and obviously just basically poaching teams from yes. or schools from the Pac-12. So let's just say we, we end up getting maybe, let's say Cal and Stanford join in on the Big 10. All we've really done is put it all under one umbrella. We can't play all those different teams if we have all of Correct. them, all those schools Correct. in the same conference. So what have we really done? We've we okay. So now we've got an east and a west. Okay, but we don't play each other. Well, this whole thing is kind of a moot point. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a little silly. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I think there's well, a couple schools out there that are interesting. Florida State and Notre Dame are names that keep getting popped up. Yeah. Right? ACC. Well, Florida but, State has to try to get out of their deal with the ACC that they're under. I think until the was twenty thirty five season that they're. That they have a deal with them, but yeah. but in order, gonna, I think it, yeah, it's <laughs> going to take them. They're going to take them to court. I think yeah. is what's going to end up happening, and yeah. and that should be interesting. Uh, that's it's funny that you went there because I thought the same thing. I thought, well, you, you can't possibly play all these schools Mm-mm. in any given year unless college football goes from September to July, um, <laughs> and it's going to be really. That's going to make it really difficult to actually figure out who the best team in the Big Ten is. I agree, right? I mean, the, or, or any of these conferences, because you may go whatever eight and six, six and six, eight and six and six, whatever. But if you're not even getting a chance to play, you know, Stanford in the West or whoever mm-hmm. it is in the West, uh, Oregon in the West, can you really call yourself the best? 
right. just because you happen to play the number of schools that you needed for games and have the best record. And it's, it's going to really make things murky. And it's already there, Dave, to some degree. Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, the Gophers schedule last year. We didn't play Michigan or Ohio State, if I'm, if right. I think I remember correctly. Now we do. Uh, you know, that makes it a lot different uh, already. And then you add Oregon and you add Washington and you add UCLA and USC. Uh, that, <laughs> how are you yeah. going to possibly be able to figure out the best way to, to line things up the right way so it makes it makes sense to get to that championship game? I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> it's going to be confusing. <laughs> and it's and so now then you start to think about well, what do you do with bowl games? If yeah. if the top 5 and 6 teams have affiliations with these certain bowl games, what happens when you have 20 teams? Yeah. And you have so many, you know, you have so many of them that have are we going to add, you know, the right amount of wins and the and the tie-ins? Are they going to add more bowl games? I hope not. I mean, no. we've got an, we've got more college bowl games than we already need. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this will be really interesting. Not the least of which is you know this TV money that that they're going to get and and what's going to happen now with these schools out west that will mm-hmm. no longer be able to uh, rely on this large amount of TV money and and how they're going to do that. So yeah. uh, very interesting concept and, and this is this is ever evolving i, I don't mm-hmm. i don't think this is this is over so uh we'll take a quick break because we're we're once again uh behind the behind it here we'll come back we'll get to the cities on plumbing talk and text line have a lot of you on there who want to chime in about joe mauer and a couple of names that aren't in the hall of fame yet that um that were kind of uh, questionable so we'll talk about that as we wrap up the huddle today you're listening to 830 wcco welcome back to the huddle final segment here if you've missed any of our show today make sure you hop on the podcast Uh, you can get that wherever you download your podcasts or on the free odyssey app we will take you up uh, to inside twins which is up after us today and then the twins and the diamondbacks at one o'clock dallas keichel uh, pitching today for the twins really interesting to see how he does uh, let's go to the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line because you've been texting like crazy here. So we'll just kind of read these. Uh, Pete, Charlie, we can feel free to chime in whenever. Uh, Joe Maurer is what is good about pro sports. He never had a big ego. Uh, and I, I would agree. I think uh, you and I were talking about this a little bit in the break, Pete, that I, I felt that Joe Maurer got a little bit of a, a, a raw deal in terms of the fact that he was expected to be I felt like by fans, the leader in that locker room simply because of the salary he made, simply because he was the best player. And I don't know how comfortable Joe was being vocal. He was not a big vocal guy. Um, he let his play doing the talking. He's very humble. And so I always felt like maybe he got he got thrusted into that role because of the contract, but it wasn't really the role that he was expected to fill inside the clubhouse. Yeah, and I think that happens more often than people think. They they think yeah. because you're paid the most, because you're so good, that you have to be the leader. And and I I think a lot of people would really be surprised to be in an, a locker room, whether it's the NHL, MLB, NFL, whatever. These yeah. guys, not everybody is somebody who wants to be vocal. Uh, and right. Joe is kind of in that category, right? I mean, he's he's quiet, he's humble, he he does his job, and and he does everything you'd ever want him to do, but. Uh, he just might not be the guy who's vocally going to, you know, 
dress a guy down for something he did or, or whatever. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's just, it's how it really does work in those locker rooms. There are guys, oftentimes they're not even starters and they sometimes are the voice of the team just yeah. because they're, they're, they're fun. They're flamboyant. They get out there and they really have a lot of colorful uh, things to say. And, you know, outside of like Patrick Mahomes and, and maybe a couple others, especially after watching that uh, quarterback series, uh, very vocal, very upfront, but not all these quarterbacks are like that. As a matter of fact, I can tell that some of them have to force it out just to to be there because and and Marcus Mariota Marcus is a great Mariota. example of that. Yeah, I, it's bingo. a perfect. I'm example. right with you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's that's just the that's just how it is, and and people just don't always understand it. But I think they're going to know this more and more because of these documentaries, being in the locker rooms, hard knocks, all these things. I think mm-hmm. does sh- bring that to light for people that. It's not always the people they think that are the leaders in the locker room. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of hate this narrative of Joe Maurer <laughs> as the quiet, unassuming, you know, all that. He, he was, but that being like so many people's biggest trait about him, oh, he did things the right way, yada, yada, yada. Do you not also love Kevin Garnett? Uh, do you not also, you know, love love yeah. guys that do have an attitude and do go out and play the sport and and have some emotion? Both can be great. Both mm-hmm. can be absolutely yes. wonderful. It depends on the person. So I I don't love how so much discussion around Joe Maurer's greatness is about oh just you know this quiet reserved guy happened to be such a great baseball player. He was a great baseball player. I don't care about his attitude. He could have been cocky as hell. No, uh, but you and, don't. But whatever. you know the baseball writers do, Charlie. You know they care about that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, tell but I just on. don't want the fans to care about that thing. Well, <laughs> if you can tell, if we can figure out uh, to get the pulse on the fans, I would, I would love to know. I, um, so uh, you're right. I understand. I like guys. I don't mind guys who, who are cocky and back it up. Uh, I think of Miko Koivu in the Wild locker room, a guy who was a captain but was still not particularly vocal. So it does happen. Um, I, for me personally, I don't think that it. That doesn't factor into why I think he should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's there anyway. It's Although someone texting in, uh, Maurer was a good player, but not Hall of Fame. If mm. he was more productive at first, then maybe. I, I disagree. I, I just I the understand numbers. the argument. What's that? <laughs> Look at the numbers. It's, it's, it's yeah, right I, in front I, of you. I disagree. His numbers are phenomenal. He, he's top five for catchers. Even the, I'll look at it another way. He's top five for catchers, and he didn't even play the position his entire career. So how about that? <laughs> yeah. uh, that makes it it's incredible. Uh, a couple of te- real we'll roll through these while we got some time. Uh, yes, three batting titles, but how many playoff wins uh, sit for Joe? Okay, yawn. Not all his fault. But yeah, I was going to say there's there's a lot yeah. that goes into that. By the way, you've that's got pitching, you've fault. got batting, you've got a lot of guys yes. out there contributing. Yes. So yeah. yes, or not contributing for that yeah. matter. Uh, I agree the fact that John Randall's in the Hall of Fame and Jim Marshall isn't is a travesty. I'm not going to go that far. But I do think that you made a great point, Pete, about Jim Marshall. He, he does deserve to be there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What, what he did that? and for how long he did it was absolutely amazing. It's kind of Joe, Joe Thomas. That was one of the things that everybody loved about him is how, yes. how, how many straight snaps did he play? 10,000 plus where he never yeah. missed a snap. I mean, that's by the way. He looks like he could be a male model now. I mean, <laughs> he's that guy, lost weight. He looks good. He's yeah. slim and trim. If you could tell me, I wish he could do that. All right, everybody. <laughs> hey, thank you guys. Been a great show today. Enjoyed all of it. Enjoyed all you out there as well. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.